This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Inside the Red and White. This is the podcast for fans, by fans, about all things Arsenal women and women's football in general. Uh, We talk through it all from the perspective of the Red and White singing group, which is dedicated to building the atmosphere at Arsenal women's games. I'm Susie and my co-host is Nat. Hello, Nat. Hello, everybody. And hello, Susie. (laughs) Hello. Um, The way that we normally work is we'll have a little bit of a chat, we'll do a journey to the red and white, and then we'll have a fan five. However, this particular episode is going to be the origin story of the red and white. And Nat and I, as much as we were there from quite early on, we weren't there from the beginning. So to tell this story, we're joined by one of the founders of the red and white, Lewis. Hi, Lewis. Hey, guys. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm not joking here. I've been super excited for this. No pressure, Lewis, but no, I, this is going I, to be a really good episode, everybody. I, I, I absolutely <laughs> crumble under pressure, so stop listening now and pick up next week and do my advice. But no, thank you for having me. It's, it's an absolute pleasure and uh, no, great work in the first two. And um, Thank you very oh, much. So much. No, I'm looking forward to this as well. Nat, do you want to kick off, shall we? Because we're basically, we're just going to be um, peppering Lewis with some questions, really, just to, to find out yeah. more about where it, where the idea all came from. So, yeah, Nat, do you want to kick us off? Not, we have not teed him up with any idea of what these questions are going to be so he's gonna to have to just go straight off the bat um Bye. i was gonna ask you lewis about we, me and Susie had a little conversation yesterday and i was like i just wanted to know really sort of go right the way back about sort of how you started watching arsenal women's and how that came about and sort of how you ended up you know at uh, arsenal women's game so i've always been an arsenal fan all my life the family of arsenal fans through the good years and the bad but fairly late to the women's team, I started watching my so my first women's game was last season. It was the FA Cup knockout game against Spurs at Meadow Park. So a good one for your first one. It was the season before it was FA Cup because obviously due to COVID, it was pushed back a year. So oh, it, was, yeah, uh, yeah. it was the it's the one which we ended up going to the final against Chelsea, which we, we won't talk about. Um, no. So. <laughs> So that was my first game, but I've been an Arsenal fan my whole life. And I think it's fair to say I'm kind of a bit of a frustrated Arsenal fan. So I've I've loved football since I was younger, especially loved the live football experience and, and didn't really have much of an opportunity to go to Arsenal. I, I grew up slightly outside London, obviously due to the expense and how hard it is to get tickets sometimes. I'd never really had anyone to take me. And then, you know, you kind of I became a student and then it wasn't kind of possible financially. So I've always had this burning desire to be able to support Arsenal and go to Arsenal games and not just to kind of watch it from afar and that's always been kind of inside me to, to a degree and then yeah the opportunity came out my brother brought me along to um, the FA Cup game and it really just kind of properly sparked me really I think within 30 minutes I was like okay the quality of football is absolutely fantastic because I think from watching being kind of ingrained in the men's side of the game you come into watching women's football for the first time with preconceived notions as to how it will be mm. and, within 30 minutes they were all thoroughly disproved 
And yeah, within and it was immediately I was like, oh, I'm watching Arsenal. This is just Arsenal to me. And yeah, been cooked ever since. I love that that it's you know it's like that Arsenal being accessible to you. And obviously, we I grew up supporting Liverpool's men's team, and the only time I've been to Anfield is to do the stadium tour because trying to get tickets is it's insane. And what I really loved about that was the fact that you are right in that people have got this connotation of what they believe women's football to be. And the fact that if you just give it, don't give it a chance, but if you watch it, you'll know that it it's not like that. Football is football, isn't it, at the end of the day? I mean, yeah. like it, it really, I mean, especially removing that, the, you know, the Ars- even just the Arsenal side of it for me. There's a lot of football snobbery, I think, and a lot of it is so misguided. And I think as well with it, you know, I think one of the common tropes about obviously the women's game is the, the level of physicality and stuff. And it, it's, I mean, the, the technical quality is just superb. It's absolutely superb. You know, I, I, I was watching the game and obviously enjoying the football, but the thing which was so apparent to me very early on was just it was the atmosphere side of it, I guess. That was the thing that really was, uh, you know, I, I felt was very, very noticeable, um, which was a big, big difference, um, which obviously, you know, led on to other things and, and interesting, yeah. you know. Um, so when you say that, I mean, was there anybody that was was cheering? Was it just polite clapping when somebody scored? Like, what what was it at that stage? Well, so, this, so I was watching from the West Stand. So it was, we've all been there. I, yeah, I, we, yeah, we, I started we all, there as well. We all have our demons. Um, but no, but no, <laughs> it was a fantastic. You know, joking aside, it's a, you get a very very good um, view from the West Stand, and it's the best place to probably bat in the East End to actually watch the game. But no, you could hear a pin drop, and it was kind of polite clapping, and the, the occasional Red Army, and even. In my first game, I, I tried an occasional chant, and you did just get an, an odd look. And the joy of watching live football is is, is it's the atmosphere and stuff. And uh, it was it's the one thing I thought, okay, now that that was that for me was the biggest note. There was no biggest note of difference. It wasn't the quality of the football. The football was fucking fantastic, but it was it was just that, and um, it was just going to that game was like, well, I, I, I'm going to come back, obviously, and, and let's start thinking about you know what we can. Do I think it's do. it's crazy to think about how far we'll come. I still think we've obviously got we've got loads further that we can go. But when did you start singing at games? Like when did that first start for you? Yeah, so there was at this point they so they obviously they, they put the division in between the north entrance and the south entrance at this beginning of this season, I think. So you, you could go anywhere. So I stayed in the West End for a bit. Maybe not that Tottenham game, but probably a couple of games after, it was quite apparent that the, the most of the singing I could kind of hear from there was from, from the North Bank. I've always liked terraces. So I've always preferred standing at games. I think the first few games I went to, I was going with people who do strongly preferred to sit. So I just I went with that kind of thing. But I've always liked standing. Um, I heard a bit from the North Bank and it was specifically just the group of who are now I now know to be Eve, Lauren, Alex, and who are the you know home and away group written so many of our good songs and kind of started off that journey in the North Bank in terms of progressing the atmosphere and I heard them from afar so I, I'm terribly socially anxious at times I never really wanted to go and talk to them but I kind of like okay I'm going to move over to North Bank and after it's probably my fourth game and I kind of stood near them um, so I could kind of join in the singing a bit and then that kind of saw me out the rest of the year really and I started joining and joining in some order chants but even then it was still probably about between us me Lee and a few people in between it was probably about 20 kind of people all spaced out in the north bank starting their own stuff yeah that that's where it probably kind of kicked off for me um, I, lo- I love how it's almost like a rite of passage because I started in the West Stand. I essentially <laughs> did, did the same as you, where I was like, oh, the North Bank seems quite fun. I'll go and stand vaguely in that area, despite the fact that I'm also very socially anxious. I'll stand near the people that I are starting to a sing a little with bit. The socially ang- exactly. social anxiety, you know. <laughs> exactly. We need to talk about that at some point. But, yes, we will, um, yeah. But yeah, so I think it's always like you. we all went through the same motions. It's just you did it earlier and then you did something about it, which I guess is in the next stage in the story. I suppose. What was the switch? Was there a moment where you were like, I need to do something about this? Or did it just progress naturally through chats with people and more people started to come together to do it? I mean, what what was the, that momentum like? Yeah, for me, there were kind of three, three, three sparks and one thing which kind of enabled it from the beginning. So the, the enabler, I guess, would be I got my season ticket for this season. Before that, I joined the, um, the Arsenal Women's Supports Club. They have a, a rather well populated group chat. So I joined that as a means of obviously you know chatting to people and, and getting getting a bit of the vibe and stuff. It was kind of the beginning of a so obviously I had the experience from my first season of being like, okay, look, I love the football, but the atmosphere would, would be great if we could improve it. So I've always carried that. And then I guess the kind of free sparks. We had Liverpool away was a big one. 
I just from being on Twitter and stuff and following people on Twitter, there was a lot of a few messages from people and also in the group chat as well saying just really struggle like with Liverpool away. It was a really strange atmosphere, like it was supposed to be an away game and obviously it was really flat. And for me, like the away atmosphere is always supposed to be good. Like it, the world's <clears throat> biggest men's teams can sometimes struggle to generate a home atmosphere. It's been something which has bedeviled the Arsenal men's team for decades. It's, it's not unnatural sometimes to have a bit of a flat home atmosphere, but away atmosphere is always supposed to be on point. It's where all the most mm-hmm. loyal, loud fans go. And the other spark we had was Zurich at home uh, in the Champions League. We had a couple of Champions League, a couple of those Emirates games. And I think we had Tottenham before that as well. And a few of those Emirates games where I had the experience of being slightly improving in Meadow Park by being in the North Bank and being around a bit more singing and stuff. And then we would just all of a sudden go to the Emirates and then everyone would be so spaced out and even in supporters, being with the supporters couple, would be just all over the place. And it was just so, it was like being in a West End, but just with more people there. And it, It's, it it's funny, actually, with you talking about those two, or those particular games, because obviously Tottenham, it was still 47,000 people, wasn't it? Like the WSL yes. record at that time. But it was, so it was a huge number of people. But I remember being there and at that time, I thought, oh, this is brilliant. It's really loud. And then I've, I've since then I've learned better. But Champions I've League better. midweek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, that um, was nothing. Yeah. But, now, but then you look at like these Zurich games, the Champions League midweek ones. There were fewer of us, but we were more condensed. So I kind of anticipated that being better for the atmosphere. It wasn't that much improved, considering in theory, we, you know, more of us there were, were likely to sing. So, And I think that's kind of been the, been kind of the problem with the Emirates in as much as that like I think you really need a, 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 a kind of significant concentration because even in one block there's I think it's a couple of thousand per block or it's it's four digits it's a, it's a big number of people win in a block even with small numbers it, it yeah can be very equivalent to, to that big Tottenham game but then the final spark really actually Joe who'll be obviously a lot of people will be aware of it was one tweet he had and I think he was referencing Liverpool game as well it was him saying look doesn't quite understand it and obviously it's something we really should kind of he would like to improve on and stuff and it's important for us to support our players and I seeing someone else talk about it. I'm not alone here. Like other people feel the same way. Cause I think when you're on in that West stand and there's hundreds of people around you and you sing a song and you get a few people look at you funny, you do feel quite alone. You feel like a bit yeah. of an island. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that social anxiety we spoke about kind of kicks in a bit. And I think it was a real positive realization that other people felt the same way. And I think it was that okay, well that's it now. Let's, let's, really do something about it i was at liverpool away game my closest game is prenton park and i went there so i was actually watching the bus come in and this is before i didn't know anybody at this point i but i distinctly remember lee even though i didn't know who the hell he was but i was very aware of him because the players were coming in and he was singing at them and i was like oh i want to be like i want to be involved in this but then i remember my next game was was leicester was that one of the first games you met more of it because you were loud that entire game, that Leicester game. <sighs> do you remember when Beth came over to do that corner and everyone went absolutely like yeah. mental? Mm-hmm. And I remember watching the game back, bloody BBC, and it it was like they just there was no microphones. There must be no microphones in uh, oh, King know. Power, but it was honestly it sounded so quiet on the telly. But I remember I can't remember who I was watching it with, and I was like, honestly, it was so loud. But the it? thing is that I remember as well is the fact that our interlock was full. There was no reason for us not to be loud. You looked out at the stands that where Leicester should have been sat and there was nobody I mean, really Leicester, there. I mean, Leicester, they couldn't get a win, could I know. they? I mean... So we should have been loud with it. That's a really good point, actually. And I think that was kind of part of the frustration as well with some of these games. We were taking good numbers away. And like Princeton Park, for all intents and purposes, I mean, I, I wasn't, I didn't actually go to that game. Um, there was I, I, loads I was, of Arsenal fans. Yeah, like there is. And I think it kind of talks to... And I don't think it's such a problem anymore because even like, the away experience now, it's a ch- I mean, talking about the best away experience of Chelsea, I think remember from the other podcast, Chelsea comes up and it's understandable. But like sorting out away allocation for those games is fine when it's unreserved. But even like Leicester was one where like if if it felt like if there was a bit of coordination to have people who were comfortable and it's not just comfortable singing, but I think comfortable almost starting songs as well be close together. If you just had a group of 50 of those people, because I mean, clearly they existed in the, in, the, in the crowd, but they were just together, you can just help start the whole block in a way. But Leicester was the first proper outing of, and we weren't even the red and white then. And, and our, I think Susie made reference to our original name, which the women's warblers. Yeah, so the I, podcast I, wouldn't have had the same ring to it with that if that had just <laughs> the, the podcast wouldn't exist. Wouldn't I don't think 
75% of the people we've managed to recruit to the group bring along, I don't think would have joined if they were thought they were joining. Yeah, inside the warblers. <laughs> you know what it was? I, 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 it was annoying. To, it was, I remember the of the name. Like it was, we had all those stimulus as I've spoken before and Sparks and stuff. And it literally was just going on the, on the, on the Ask the Women Supporters WhatsApp group and saying, look guys, I've seen quite a few people wanting to talk about an atmosphere and singing and stuff, but just to try and organize an effort to do it. I was going to set up a sub WhatsApp group, just try and get people in involved and organize a bit through that. So did that. But obviously if you start a WhatsApp group, it needs a name. I think I was, I think I was pretty hungover as well, actually. And I was like, <laughs> well, it has to be alliterative because, um, you know, everything, all, you know, everything is funny with alliterative. So the Arsenal women so I was thinking oh, that's the beginning with W and then thinking of things beginning with W that sings and then yeah it kind of started thinking about animals and then it yeah, became what the warblers and yeah thank god it thank god it went down um, into the into the waste bin pretty quickly but we had we set up the whatsapp group and I think the Emirates tickets of a Chelsea game the United game and it had all gone on sale quite early we set the group up and was like, look, anyone coming to Leicester away, look, I'm going to be, and literally me, I'm going to be at the pub with my mate Ollie. Hey, Ollie. And we're going to be at this point. If you fancy coming along and we'll try and maybe sit near each other in a day. And Sinead uh, reached out and I met, we met her at the pub. Met Lee at the pub as well. So I think like you guys, I, I recognise Lee from being in the North Bank and, and hearing him and obviously a very recognisable chap. And I met him in a pub as I like, look, by the way, if you fancy coming and join us for today. And yeah, just... We all went into the ground together. Fortunately, there was a couple of seats near me. So um, Sinead and Lee come over and joined and we, we got going for that. Sinead nearly killed me in the first 30 minutes. She was just absolutely on it. Just not, didn't let up for 30 minutes. And um, <laughs> I, I had to ask her to, to, to take five because she was um, you know, so out of it. But, um, that and that normally it's like, you that's, 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 that sounds like me every day. <laughs> I it's interesting actually how you you started talking before about starting songs i do find that like that's a tricky one to do because you do need somebody who's going to be there that even if everybody else around you is willing to sing getting somebody to start the songs that's key actually because oh. everybody could be there willing to sing but if that you don't have that one person that's like okay i'm just going to keep going for it then it's never going to get going you know it's one of my favorite things and i think it might have been you lewis actually the other day and i can't remember which game it was at but because I've started starting more songs and I really enjoy that bit. But I've gone to start a couple of songs and you've gone in about a second before me, but it's always been the exact same song oh, I was going to yeah. start. And I'm just, I always want to be, I always want to be like, God, you're in my head, man. And I, I, I always find I'm that with Jerry. Thinking. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, <laughs> You've yeah. got that connection. Yeah. It's that Spider-Man. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's Spider-Man gift. I've had it this time with this. So I've had it with you now. I've had it with Harry. And then you have it with Lee. And you just do this. And you look over to each other when you do it. And you do that kind of nod. You're just like, like yeah. you're in my head, man. That's where I was going. <laughs> oh, just talk to me about Villa away though. Because that's one of my highlights of the season. Villa away, I think, was the first first game, I think, both home and away for Emirates and, and, and obviously away games where there was some level of coordination, quite loose, but some level of coordination to try and get people to buy tickets within a certain block. And we were kind of saying, look, guys, we're going to buy in here. And if we'll buy at the same time, because I think for Villa away, you can... so I, I, I bitterly regretted not being able to go. I, I did have a ticket originally. Of the TV, it was the first game, away game I heard of from us on TV where I was like, wow, but you guys are just rocking it. And and obviously, this is in the Premier League ground as well. And I think it was a Sky game. And I, I just, from my experience this year, I think whenever I've watched Sky games on TV, there does tend to be a bit, the sound tends to be a touch bit better. It was so loud. And I think there was that sense of the, the pre-meet as well, which obviously, first away game, I, other than the European games as well, which I know I've had a good kind of pre-meet culture going. But I think one of the, the big, you know, first big ones this year for an away game. And it was, just, it was brilliant to see. Really set a standard, I think, for the rest of the year when it came to away games, I think. Um, yeah, honestly, it was one of my. Were you, you were there? Were you? Asking yeah, I was. I was there. I was there. I don't it's know. Because I mean, obviously, it was it was near ish Christmas. Well, Santa came out, um, didn't he, onto the pitch, and we were all yes. singing at him that Santa's a gooner because you know red and white, it fits. Yeah, Perfect. it did. Fit. But it was snowing as well. I think everybody was very jovial. It was just a really good fun, despite the fact it was really really cold. It was very um, cold. It was cold. Yeah, I reckon that we should look at. The North Bank, we knew we were starting to create something special there. Um, what you'd started had really like built in the North Bank. And I think it's it's kind of easier to do that because it's unreserved. We just gather. We don't have to worry about things. You just have to have a ticket. So you just stand mm. near each other and you sing. 
And I think that the atmosphere there was brilliant. I think that for me, for example, like the Leeds game, we were so loud throughout, very concentrated. So that was easy. But the Emirates games, I know that since the beginning, that was always your aim. How do we recreate that? But at Emirates. So Chelsea, I think, was the first one where we all really knew each other. None of us were sat near each other. We were all trying individually to get everybody around us to sing and it just wasn't happening. You you make a really good point about the the Chelsea game because that was why it was so frustrating because the group had already been quite established and we we had a couple of good or noisy games before that. Yeah, we had, um, I think, yeah. It was frustrating then going to the Emirates and knowing there's nothing we could really do about it. I think in a way that kind of frustration probably helped, I think, what was to come with Bayern and then Wolfsburg. So we're like, look, we're now in a situation where we, we, we exist as a group, I think 150 people in the group at the time. like, And I think the Emirates, it just, it just always felt like a different beast. I mean, for the same reason, for the reason you outlined, the North Bank was the easy one to conquer because it was literally just a matter of, I mean, it really was. If you're interested in singing, Cherie, God bless her, it will be there early. We've set the flags up. We're going to be by these flags. We're going to be loud. Come and join us. And it really was pretty much that as a tweet. I mean, I've had a WhatsApp group and we, we just built off of that pretty much. And, and we, are, we are where we are now. Uh, Emirates is completely different. And I think the, the, we're coming into that buying game, obviously, we had to try and work out the best of doing it. And there was some loose conversations. Are we, what can the club do? Are we reserving seats and stuff? And I think the supporters club had some conversations there and it, it, nothing really properly took off, I think. So we decided amongst us to, it, we ended up setting up a group of eight or nine of us who could all individually buy 20 tickets. And we'd all try and buy within, buy as close as we could to each other when the tickets were released, trying to select those seats and stuff. So, that was the first time we really had the chance to, to do that. And for me, the big thing with the Emirates was where I had a lot of hope about it and where I have a lot of hope going into the future is that on the men's side, that has been a bit of a historic struggle with the men's team at the Emirates is to try and get good atmosphere there. And it's it's frequently sold out and it's been commented as being quiet and things. And then obviously the Ashburton Army have come along and I think they have an allocation of around 100 tickets and ignoring... A lot of the things have been said about them recently, just purely on, on the on the on the basis of atmosphere and stuff, they've they've done wonders. And I think that gave me a lot of confidence that look, if we were managing to group a hundred people together, 150, and, and it ended up as 240, I think, in the end for Wolfsburg. If, yeah. just, uh, for those that don't know the ticket debacle for Wolfsburg, mm. wow. I tell you what, I think that's that was our moment. I think after Bayern and the, that game, by the way, highlight for me wasn't well. It was in the stands, but was the concourse was mm-hmm. in like yeah. that was yeah, and more so at Wolfsburg. But that Bayern game, people were videoing us. These are people that probably might have only been to one or two Arsenal games. They went because it was Emirates, and there's a chance of Arsenal getting into the semi final. So they they went along. People were staring at us, but oh my, what that was brilliant! And after the game, obviously after we won, was brilliant, but. Then it was, how do we get all of us together? Where do we want to be? We want to be behind the dugouts. We want to be close to the bench so that they can feed off us. We can feed off them. If they need us, it's going to be the biggest game of the season. And the tickets, we were waiting, weren't we, for the blocks to open. And then yeah. we went, that's it. We've got this block booking. I think, were you calling up on the Monday or whatever it was? We, yeah, yeah, we'd all sent but... Lewis money, hadn't we? We, you, Lewis you, had we were like, are we, are we sending Lewis on a really nice holiday right now? Or yeah. Is he going to buy these tickets? I, I really could have ripped you guys off something awful. And uh, yeah, I could still be living off of that money. Um, yeah. Uh, to be honest with you. But no, so... Yeah, so I mean, we had Bayern. Bayern was great. And I know you make a really good point about a concourse. And I think the concourse was a real takeaway for Bayern. It was like, this is something else. And yeah. I, think, I think with Bayern, we were still spaced out a bit. And I think we spoke before about, you know, I think you really, that really highlighted to me how important it is to be really close together at the Emirates. Um, yeah. Because even with 100 people, if you're spaced out over five and six, six rows and two different sides of the block, you're very you're in a you're in better groups it's easier than it was it than it was at the start of the year but you're still kind of in it was hard people. it's hard but, isn't it because yeah. you can start a song i think the biggest thing like at the conzi cup final as like as well i mean it was noisy and we were noisy but we were in pockets weren't we we were sort yeah. of i mean we were just singing different there. things and All yeah we can't really coordinate and you're yeah. sort of staring at the person to sort of get in line with what they were doing and yeah. then 
it's it's difficult, but yeah, sorry, carry on with the Wolfsburg story. Yeah, no, Sonia, you're, we you're all, right. I we it, all love to go back to that moment on that Saturday night. So it was a great, great day. Yeah, that's <laughs> so we we obviously everyone had given me their hard earned money and I was the plan was next time if one person buys all the tickets and we just do one phone transaction, we would like two hundred seats all together, boom, lovely. So that was the plan. We, from our experience of the buying game, we thought we would have ample and other Emirates games, we would have ample enough time to know when the tickets would be released in advance. Lovely. So we obviously were successful in the court final. Fantastic news. Everyone's very happy about that. And immediately as I'm walking out the ground, um, Brian uh, Kelly shouts down, he's like, oh, Lewis, the tickets are gone on sale. Like, the tickets are gone on sale? And that, okay. Awesome. Great. So we're walking out and like it, he wanted to celebrate the buying win. We were like, okay, so now we need to jump on the, on the buying on, on the Wolfsburg ticket. So we did a Google form to try and get a bit of feedback as to where people wanted to be because, again, at Meadow Park, it's easy. People just generally gravitate towards the North Bank because it's unreserved and it's, it's an easy thing to do. And it's the Emirates. We obviously have a bit more flexibility. So we did the Google form and got people's feedback. And we're like, okay, cool. So we're going to wait for the dugout seats to come available. We were told that the club were going to give us a bit of pre-notice as to when that was going to happen. Fine. So, so we hit the weekend, Saturday night. I am literally getting ready to go to bed. A lovely day. Literally walking into into the bedroom to get down, and my phone explodes uh, <laughs> with just the most horrific of our group chats. Messages saying, "Tickets alive!" Tickets alive! What? Tickets alive! I was like, "Oh, honestly, the panic under my face." Because at this point, I've got everyone's money, so like. <laughs> Sorry, honest to God, it was theatrical. It was, it, what a night. It was, I just remember the moment where, Lewis, you were like, stop messaging. <laughs> this oh, is yeah. what, this is the plan. Because everybody was just messaging constantly, being like, do we just book, do we just, what do we do? And you were like, yeah. just stop messaging. Nobody buy tickets as well, because that was the other thing as well. Everybody was saying, we'll all buy 20. And you were like, we're going to have thousands of tickets. Don't yeah. all buy <laughs> 20. <laughs> we only need 240. <laughs> Don't have 240 of us buying 20 tickets each. Oh, they're we reserving things. Phone call. Oh, so Braveheart group went mad. I was sat watching Tasmalt, actually, minding my own business. <laughs> and then I've seen all these messages come through. Then we've got this video call. And I think Becky's trying to do seats, her laptop goes. So I grabbed my laptop. Then literally all I could hear was, how many have you got in your basket? How many <laughs> yeah. have you got? We need I kept, I was in the, I had seniors. mine from the block oh, over. It was a nightmare. <laughs> it was, it was uh, something else. And I think. If that doesn't win an award, I'm not having it, you know. That's got yeah. to, that night <laughs> needs its own award. Nobody it else would does. even be, gets nominated. It should just lifetime achievement award for Saturday night. <laughs> Lewis and his Excel sheets. Like. Oh, <laughs> they were fantastic. The things, my Excel spreadsheet it was a work of absolute. Oh, it was there beautiful. There are many things I've done in my life I'm proud of. Very, you should sell the rights on to other people trying to organise this kind of thing. Oh. I tell you, honestly, you're going to have that like blown up and put on a in a frame. Yeah. What a work you. of art with a ticket in there, yeah. As well. <laughs> Honestly, that night was so stressful, but I've never known a group of people to come together yeah. to just rock every. I mean, it wasn't even early Saturday night, we're talking like half 10, it was late. I mean, I was yeah. going to bed. Just a big shout out anybody that was involved in that ticket and anyone that supported people with tickets. Uh, what I mean, it was fantastic. We were all, and what we ended up getting out of there and the atmosphere actually that we created, it was so nice. In front of me, behind me, to the side of me, I had people that I knew wouldn't care that I was stood up, sat down, whatever. Mm. And I think we brought the atmosphere there. we still got a long way to go from an Emirates. But, I mean, I'm super proud of what we did at Wolfsburg. Mm. I don't know about you, too. Yeah. Oh, no, completely. Going to that point as well, you were making me that. Like, I was white as a sheet. Like, oh, my God, I've got all these people's money. And and the way, and I literally, and obviously everyone's saying I'm doing these messages. And I literally put one message saying, if, if, if there are people who are interested in buying... 20 tickets like this message and then uh, within 10 seconds about 40 people and a bearing in mind obviously buying some tickets and that's too many tickets are... <laughs> yeah no, we've we only 50 of you no like, and, and and obviously how quickly people came and rallied around and bearing in mind obviously this is, you know i know our tickets are cheap compared to the men's game but it's still 20 tickets it's still we, and we don't talk we don't all know each other like a lot of us know each other but it's it's his there are a fair number of people in that chat now so the amount of trust that we have for each other i think it's it shows how 
what a nice group of people we all are. Like none of us were worried about anybody running off with money. It was just, no, no, we know that we're in this together. We know what we're trying to achieve here. We all want to be there for the players. We have to make it happen. And that's the vibe that everybody came with. That's the sentiment that everybody brought forward in buying those tickets. And it was, yeah. I was incredible. And did your bank year. think that you were money laundering when you were trying to refund everybody then? Oh, I, I, did I tell you that? I, I, my, my bank fraud detection, um, detection <laughs> and they're like, because obviously whenever I send oh, someone, I, I say them as they'd be like, nah, AWFC. So we've noticed you've sent a lot of money on the reference of saying refund for tickets, because obviously I was intermittently refunding people as I was getting money back. I think probably getting people to buy tickets was the easiest thing, but then everyone had to send you the tickets and then you had to redistribute them. So it was like, honestly... I bet when when the game started and you knew that everybody was in, I bet bet that was probably the biggest moment of relief that you've ever had. And then the game itself, like you could just enjoy. (laughs) You look at this footage of me at the fan walk, I'm just miserable because I'm like, I'm walking to the ground. I don't know, there could be 50 people outside the ground and I haven't enjoyed many pre-game. No, when we lose a game... Because of everything that we do and because of everything we do before and everything we do during, it always takes the sting out of a loss. You know, before the Reading game, when we'd spent literally the entire afternoon in the pub, it's when we met French Susie, and it, and then we had the best time at the game. But it's just, honestly, I drive three and a half hours there, three and a half hours back, mm. do the pre-match, do the match, and I don't care. I don't care if I get home at three o'clock in the morning or whatever. I do make a big point, guys, though. I do drive far to the games. So yeah, no. Uh, I get annoyed <laughs> at people when they go, oh, it's really far to go to Man United away. And I'm like, guys, I do this for a home game. So you can get your bum up to Manchester for one game for me. Like, come on. <laughs> well, I've actually got, I've actually, I've started a podcast bingo uh, board in front of me now. And, and that saying she drives three and a half hours to the game is actually one of my things. So I've, I've taken yeah. that one off. Uh, oh, thank you. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but, uh, to that point, this entire enterprise started off as a as a kind of thing. Just like, if you're interested in singing, we're going to sing. Come along, join in and stuff. That was that was the, the the initial reason. The thing which, and obviously, you know, there's been huge improvements over that. But the thing I take and, and and the thing I just have absolutely loved more than anything else in this season has overwhelmingly been the social side of what's happened. And we spoke before. I think you said this about this the social anxiety thing. Mm. all these individual people have all come together and all a lot of them have confessed to be quite socially anxious and stuff they come along as individuals and some of the friendship groups have formed as a result of this and genuine friends now and would have all met as a result of this a lot of this stuff it's just been so beautiful and i think you know you guys especially you know you know with, with the Braveheart group that is just the epitome of it and it's i think tim stillman made a really good point um about how that kind of social interaction and those social groups and, the, and that pre-match buzz that is what's going to help grow the game that's what is going to bring back fans to games week in week out it's what's going to grow the sport and i think we spoke before about the comparisons between the men men's football and women's football and i think it ties into that whole kind of men's football we have that social aspect and you're going to the going to the game with the lads and all that you know <laughs> stuff and Women's football has been seen as a family day out and things like that, which it, it's fine. It still can be that. But I think what's been so fantastic this year has been we've taken some of that social aspect of men's football that attracts so many people to go to games and we've brought that into it, brought that in for, for us. And it's just been, it's been beautiful. It's been, for me, probably the, the best thing that's come about um, with this whole effort, I would say. I think maybe we've, we, we can probably finish with the fan five because I think that will bring maybe some extra... Yeah. Chats out anyway, so mm. we'll insert jingle here, Susie. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> jingle inserted. We're and ready to go. inserted the jingle Seamless. and we're all feeling great because and we're all crying a bit. Is it North London forever that bit? No, that's that closes it. So oh, if, ever, it? if anybody if everybody gets to the end of this podcast, you'll hear us all singing North London Forever mm. in the North Bank for the last oh, game of the fantastic. season and it will make you nostalgic. Do you know what? Um, it's, it's not a drug, even... isn't it? Honestly, I, it's like withdrawal from a drug. I I, yeah. I, I used to smoke and I, I gave up. Um <laughs> And it, it's it's the nearest equivalent experience I've had since giving up smoking. That kind of like it's a few days after going to a game and having the experience of North Bank and just everything around it, it's like oh, I just need it again. And yeah, yeah. Well, Nat and I have literally made that same um, analogy, oh. if that's the right word, recently. Like it is just addictive. As soon as you leave, you just want to be back because it's it's just we see each other before we might see each other after we can talk about it and we all understand how we're all feeling. Yeah. So you kind of console each other or you celebrate with each other or whatever it may be. The girls will do what they do on the pitch. But as long as we win in the stands, we went to Kings Meadow, that video just, and we will start the fan five in a second. But so obviously that video of us hounding Emma Hayes, I can't believe how loud we are on that clip. Yeah. If I feel sad, I watch that. It just makes <laughs> me feel so happy. It's My favourite bit is the ending where she talks about the atmosphere and it's just oh, us yeah. in the background. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah we yeah. will bring the atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> right, Lewis. Yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. All of this conversation. No, no, um, no, what is your, what's been your favourite home game atmosphere of this season? This guy has to, it has to be the, the Kate McKay sea game I, I i it's it's hard to avoid it like there's been others where i think you mentioned leads and i genuinely get goosebumps thinking about the we've got mccabe after that goal it just oh, i mean oh geez. isn't it uh, yeah it was just something else and it just it it really encapsulated how far we came and we encaptured everything about football life football i, d- I try and explain because i try and explain to people i work with and i'm like it's metal steps in the north bank when that goal went in one it what a goal it, the, the whole place rocks. I just remember how we were all very hungover as well. So then that really oh, yeah, woke us up. And then I felt a little bit ill after oh. celebrating so much after she scored. But it was worth it. It was worth it. Several Guinnesses um, for Casey, obviously. That's what we done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, OK, then the next, one, the next one is best away atmosphere. What was your favourite away atmosphere? Well, I mean, uh, Chelsea was the best away atmosphere. But the one I liked the most was Tottenham away. It was mm. just hilarious. We obviously had Jodie giving us a score. <laughs> uh, that I mean, how that didn't win an award, I don't know. That was the one I was like, "How is this not winning? How is this not winning an end season award?" It was brilliant, like, uh, and just completely owning the ground. Um, oh, I didn't, I didn't go to that game. And actually, sometimes it is nice to to watch a game on the TV and listen to the atmosphere and how it sounds. And when you you guys started North London forever, and then when it's like when you like walk in and they're like, "Oh, the North Bank's here." Oh yeah, up, yeah. It was it was a, like three of us, including me, walking around the corner. We yeah. were just singing. Oh, that, I That's think that was a right. game where I also like ducked and rolled out of a shot on like the behind oh. the scenes with Arsenal. But do you know what I I love about loved about that game? I think it was at in Munich that we started the tradition of singing North London Forever because before mm. that we hadn't really done it, and I can't remember who it was that suggested it. It might have been Joe who said, right, we're going to try and start singing North London Forever when we kick off. Yeah. Uh, we tried it at Munich, and I think then we we went, that was brilliant, let's yeah. keep doing that. This season has really pushed the team to recognise that, like, they're all badge-tapping, right? Like, And I think us singing North London Forever, it just reminds them of that from the from the moment they kick yeah. off, that what they're playing for. Everton away, and we were like, we all just like looked at each other and went, are we doing North London Forever? Are we doing North London Forever? Are we doing North... <laughs> right, we're doing North... After the knee, after the knee. <laughs> the coordination about what we're singing sometimes is quite funny. No, yeah. North London Forever, just one last final quick point of that. Like that for me, that song has been like the litmus test for oh, it really has. the growing of the season. Like it, I remember last season, because even last season, I think we were playing before games. 
And the social embarrassment would have singing, I'd be like, no, fly. <laughs> and like, just, just, you would just be, you'd look, you'd feel so silly. And then, like, even the start of the year, like, a few people would kind of do it. But then the way between that and now, like, oh, it's Conti. The Conti North London. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I oh. think that was the one that changed the game. And I think that was the one that probably made us all realize the power mm. that that song had, not oh. just in the stands, but for the players. It was beautiful. I think it was Leah turning around singing oh. it to us. The fact that you can see in all the videos, like all the players, that was the moment they started yeah. the badge tapping. Like that was the connection between us and them. I think that's where it, why it's so powerful now. Right. What? Okay, next one, yes, because we've got sorry. three more top five, uh, fan fives to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> team performance. What's your, what's your favorite or the best team performance? performance that you've witnessed this season yeah so this one i try to be a bit intentionally contrarian because the obvious answer to me is the conti but i want to say everton away not um, yes couple of couple of, couple of a couple of reasons i i feel that was like a backup that was that one game because we were getting into obviously the the, the the push for the top three and that was when i circled like ooh. i think we had a few games beforehand we had a couple of european games obviously and the players are dead and there's not enough of them um so like going there away Everton away i it just it had banana skin that were over it yeah and that especially after the home Everton was... game because that wasn't an easy game we only won one nil and we still had yeah Viv was playing. that Vibs? yeah yeah which is up yeah, for the goal yeah, yeah. of the is that one up for goal of the season yeah, isn't it? The Barclays yeah. one. Is it that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, games just fused to me, but um, especially at Meadow Park, it just can become one big, like, apart from those distinct moments, it always becomes one game. So I, I respect the fact you remember. <laughs> honestly, uh, no, no, my that, knowledge just, is just that, beautiful. It really Nats is. is impressive. Mm, thank that, you very much. That, <laughs> that first half was just something. And obviously, you know, everything happened in the second half and the fact they could, you know, continue playing for it and keep things respectable. But no, I, yeah, I'd go with Everton away. It was a weird old game, but it was, yeah. For, I, it could we could have slipped up at Everton, and I was really proud of you know midweek. There was a lot of us, but it was really hard to get the get it going, wasn't it? I think that'll be a. Well, they had a drum, so <laughs> always super annoying. Not even talking when about they have a drum. Yeah, no. But fair play to them. I do. I do rate like they. They kept singing throughout. Like they were four nil down at that point, and they they were sang throughout. So that was decent. That Dutch song, don't they? That yeah, they did. We no, had, I seem to remember Joe was yeah, quite annoyed yeah, yeah. about the fact that that was bought out before we could implement it. So yeah. next season actually. we'll be loud with that. Oh, However, yeah. I'm going to move us on swiftly to dream signing, Lewis. Yeah. What would be your dream signing? Bon Marti. But I remember even last season. I remember seeing her um, in the flesh at um, the England Spain game at Brighton, and um, which I only actually just got home from um, about five minutes ago. Um, such was the transport chaos getting back. But anyway, <laughs> just seeing her in the flesh and just oozed class and just, yeah, that's, I think that's why Kimmy Little is my favourite Arsenal player. Um, just those midfielders who just... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why Leah Volte is mine because mm. her and Kira Walsh, like that sort of holding defensive mid, that they just yeah. sort of, they keep the team ticking along and I, I, I can just watch Leah and like Kim, Kim is like a proper box to box. She's everywhere. Mm. And I, I think that, you know, the midfield just goes under the... We don't really talk about football on this actual podcast, but they go <laughs> it's under true, the... It's true, they, We don't, uh, but they go under the radar. They're, like, they don't get the player of the match so much because they don't do the... They're not popping well, top like Lucy, or whatever, the, but... Lucy Bronze, didn't she say for, uh, for yeah, the Champions League final that Kira yeah. Walsh is not going to get it because if you have you... to score a goal to get that, don't yeah, you, yeah, normally? Yeah. Um, that yeah. said, though, she did get player of the match, didn't she, for the, for the Euros final, which I think yes. was and, thoroughly and... deserved. If you just watch it, I've rewatched the Euro just to go off tangent for the tenth time. But I've rewatched those Euros games, and I, a lot of them I watch just and I literally I just follow Kira around. And some of the oh, she she I'm gonna change my answer for dream signing. I would have Kira Walsh. The only reason I wouldn't is because I love Leah Volti and they play in the same position. But um, mm. if Leah Volti hadn't have signed a new contract, then Kira Walsh all day. <laughs> this I mean, is a, I, it's I, not my question, so it's fine. Oh, Kathy, Kathy Cole is, I think. I mean, I, I, I. She's on her way. She, she has that profile. I think. Yeah. She has that profile, and um, yeah, that that would be that would be the dream. But yeah, no, um, Bon Marti would be. Oh yeah, beautiful. Also, I, I had one of it. Sven uh, Jonsdottir here was another one, but she's supposedly a massive gooner. Oh, she is interesting. She, do you know? Yeah, do you know why that... I know this? Because you know when Wolfsburg were coming in on the bus and oh, we no. were singing outside because we were there when the players came. She was singing along with us. There you go. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the red and white dream signing, isn't it? Then we, you yeah. know, she's singing along. 
Yeah, but uh, no, uh, yeah. yeah, one of those. I things. think she was saying, "Not today, Wolfsburg," but then she couldn't do enough on the pitch. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a fun player welcome. Yeah, right. Okay, it. final, final um, one of the fan five is Lewis. But is this the most difficult one? What's your favourite chant? La 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 la. Oh yeah, yeah. Once we've nailed the pronunciation, because I do scare Susan with these and that. But um, what that Susie reminds everybody. I still love. Bef- at the start of the Chelsea game, when Susie went, everybody a minute, just so you know, it's LA, 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 not Ole, Ole, Ole. I have to remind every game. That, but secretly, been very much in agreement. But um, no, I, it just, <laughs> it, it probably become like our. Uh, it's iconic uh, now. It, it is. is. I mean, and, it's and, iconic. And yeah, there's so many moments we've done it this year, and it has a bit of shithousery, obviously. It felt very good at Chelsea. And, you know, <laughs> we, we should be very, very proud of our team's history and no it's the scarves you know when we had the scarves yeah i think i think that was a concourse thing that was a pre-game concourse thing we everybody started to do it and it just stuck oh beautiful I nearly got lost an eye at the Wolfsburg game because of bloody yeah, scarves. Because of badges on the scarves. Yeah, the, public put, safety warning, everybody. Warning. If yeah. you have a scarf, it's a remove the badge. Yeah, yes. yeah, before you start <laughs> wrapping it around. Those lovely M5, N7 badges that Will does. Probably, yeah, exactly. Probably that's what I Because <laughs> I lost it. I, I came storming down to the game because Stina had a disallowed goal. Yeah. I came storming down like, oh, we're in a scene, we're in it. And obviously all the scarves were going. And yeah, it literally floored me. Um, but still my favourite chant. Um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, I just think that that favourite player one. Uh, I, I, I love I love tequila for Sab stuff as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a goodie. Yeah. I love the first time that we did it. And it's just so, so long. It took us forever to get to the end. And so it's like this surprise factor of who songs this for, who songs this for. Oh, yeah. And then Sabs is like, oh, it's for me. <laughs> well, I, oh, I, I missed that one. game. I, yeah. I wasn't, was it the, did she do Villa? Was the Villa Conti Cup? It's not like that because it was a game that it was a poor it might be because it was it, she kind of de- it's her and Manu kind of deviate between like the uh, um the Conti and like the cup games and then yeah. the, the WSL didn't they so it could have been I, I remember at that that particular game where we won that we were into the final of the Conti Cup that was when Ale 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 came out properly and we just were celebrating so hard in the stands like we were oh, hugging everybody like that was semi-final. such yeah 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 I think good fun that for me just from and we haven't spoke about it yet. Oh no, I don't want to say it in case someone doesn't. Uh, someone picks it. But seven minute, Jonas Idavell's red and white army. It's got to come up mm. at some point. Like as a, I'm oh. taking credit for that. You will take credit. <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, like you know, because like, everyone was walking out when we're doing our LA 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 or Jonas Idavell's red and white army at the end. And you know when everyone's like sort of trundling in between us to get out through the north bank. And everyone's just smiling and yeah. looking around, and I, I feel we probably really recruited proud a fair number of people there from doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know when they're filming you and and stuff like that, I just and I think back to my first time at Boreham Wood. I was in the West. <laughs> the most exciting thing that happened in the West Stand was Alice will laugh at this, but she was eating a packet of strawberry chewing gum, and one of them was mint, and she. <laughs> She flew off. Honest to God, she like spat it out. It was the bit. It was the most exciting thing that, that happened. Exactly. That's 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 like, part that of the museum, the Red and White Museum. Yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> along with the crisp yeah. packet and yeah. <laughs> from from honestly, Crawley. That was probably that was probably like the funniest. That was probably the biggest thing that happened because it wasn't a great game against Everton. Do you know what I mean? So, and then when I obviously when I finally went into the into the North Bank, and then I've never looked back since. And I just I love it. Just talking to that thing about people walking out and stuff. Like it must be so illuminating for people to see there's a different way to be able to enjoy football. And you know, there's been like you said, mentioned it before. There's been a very tight car. Women's football was a very tight cast as to how the experience should be and there are some fantastic things about women's football compared to men's football which we want to maintain and stuff but the thing that's been really cool for me is seeing a lot of our younger younger fans walking out with their parents and stuff looking over smiling at us joining in and stuff and thinking that's mm-hmm. going to be the next generation of fans and that's going to be and that's how fan culture starts and progresses and you know i think everyone who's been involved this year should be really really proud of themselves because oh yeah been, Oh, and You're next season, guys. Really oh, we think about, you know, and I've, I've said this in a, in a couple of just said, look what everyone's done, because everyone's had a part of this, whether you've been involved in the social media or just 
mm. meeting somebody before they came into the pub or whatever it was. Buying or zebras. Or... Buying zebras. <laughs> oh, God. But just the most, honestly, I think, I think you might have to come on again, Lewis, because I think we've missed so many things. But um, I just, We haven't really so... talked about the future of the red and white. I reckon no, that's we'll, a separate we'll episode. That. Maybe we'll Where are do we that going ready, next? ready for next season. We'll we'll do that and what our aspirations are for the yeah. next season. And if you want to come back on, but no, I'd love that. guys, I I fucking love it. No, I'd, I'd be happy to whenever. I mean, for the future stuff. I mean, obviously, hopefully there'll be some conversations. Um, it, talking about the stuff is just it brings it all back. And think about what we could do with a full squad and us in the stand at like mm. uh, end end of the. Se- oh my, four trophies, guys! I'm telling you, I'm putting it in the universe. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the ambition for next year is who can we get in the North Bank? Like who, who, who are we going to get? Righty, he's still. I reckon we could still get him in the North Bank at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's a future ambition Bank written all over him. I yeah, mean, it's, it's it's the place to be. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I agree. If you're if you're if you're if any if you're anyone in in social media get in the North Bank, it's seemingly that. I mean that yeah. that was another kind of like it's it, it's slightly silly, obviously, but like end of season like you're it's your your social media influencer and you want to be involved the fact they kind of chose to be at meadow park boring wood yeah 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 it was incredible lovely um, and it just shows and you know what i mean it's uh it's i think it's you know a lot of hard work and a lot of effort that a lot of you know that everyone puts in and i just think i have absolutely loved this chat I, honestly i could carry on talking for the rest of the evening quite happily <laughs> and definitely we'll definitely bring you back on so we can carry on uh, carry on chatting about what the future is and um, and what people can do and and what everyone's aspirations are and you know if you want to if you if you're not part of anything and you want to be a part of it then just reach out on anything Twitter Instagram uh, or you know ask to be added into the WhatsApp group or whatnot and mm. and just come and join in with in, in however little or uh, way you want to or a big way I mean it really doesn't matter um, yeah. I'm happy to happy to finish if you're yeah. happy to finish. No, right. Really well, in that case, shall I? Go on. Yeah, you do your thing. You do your thing. Go on. <laughs> I tried to do this naturally now, and it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> we've just been chatting, and then we're like, right, we're ending. Wait. Right. Until next time. Ali ole away. <laughs> <laughs> Days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.